God is good all the time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, again to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. We have been talking about uh, faith and uh, being set apart uh, by our faith and what that means. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, um, I'm talking some things about faith. I have an understanding. I know uh, what's all going on in our congregation. Uh, we've got a lot of challenges that are happening. We've got people uh, believing God for some breakthroughs in their health, some people believing God for uh, some breakthroughs in the area of finance, some housing, things like that. We know that uh, there's many uh, obstacles right now. We understand that. So I touch on this stuff, uh, talking about faith. Uh, we're not here condemning any person. We're here to make sure we get our faith working right. That was weak. We're here to get our faith working right. And if our faith needs adjusted, then it needs adjusted. If we're doing something we shouldn't be doing, then let's change it. If we're not doing something that we, you know, in other words, doing more of what we need to be doing, then that's fine. Let's change it. Let's make, make the difference, make the change, and move forward so we get some results. I want results. Anybody else want results? I said, I want results. All right. I don't want to just play patty cake with the curse. I want results, praise God. And so sometimes it's just a matter of a little adjustment in our thinking and our believing, amen, uh, minor adjustments concerning how we view things, see things, do things, say things, come on, that sometimes is all it takes and all of a sudden everything begins to move like it should. All of a sudden now the floodgates kick open and every promise begins to manifest. Can I hear a big amen? amen? All right, so with that said, 1 John 5 and 4 Let's look at it real quick. We'll try to do a quick review here a little bit. Uh, it says, verse 4 says, For whatever, everybody say whatever, whatever, whatever is born of God, that word regeno, which we get our word to regenerate, procreate, beget, conceive, or bring forth, or made from. So whatever uh, is born of God, comes out of God, it says overcomes the world. In other words, it has the DNA in it to overcome. There's all kinds of whatevers. Uh, that, are, that are there, that are born out of God, okay? Uh, as we're going to see in this text, you're part of that, you know, if you've made Jesus Lord of your life, you're part of the whatever, okay? We know you're a whoever, but in this text, you're also part of the whatever. You're part of the whatever that comes out of God, that's been born out of God. There's many things that come out of God, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the armor of God. We can kind of go on and on and on of all the different things that have been born out of God. And in that, amen, holds a DNA, amen, to help you overcome whatever it is the world's trying to bring against you. Are you still with me? The word overcome here is a word that means to subdue or conquer, prevail. It literally means to get or gain the decisive victory. That which is there to help you gain the decisive victory or the means of a decisive victory, praise God. In fact, the word here, well, let's read on here a little bit, and then we'll kind of give you another definition. It says, and this is the victory, okay? We're, uh, the Greek word, well, it looks to us like Nike. I think it's Nikkei, but it's, it looks like Nike. This is where, you know, uh, the, the shoes are victory shoes, Nike shoes. And, you know, if he's going to name a shoe, I guess, you know, he did a good job in finding a good name. It kind of worked, amen. So uh, anyway, the word victory is the word Nike or Nike. Uh, anyway, it means uh, the conquest or triumph. Literally means the means of success or breakthrough or progress in our life, all right? So let's read it all again. So whatever is born of God overcomes the world or subdues or conquers the world. 
And this is the victory or the, the means, amen, of your success, the means of your breakthrough, the means of your progress, okay, that has overcome the world. What is it? It's our faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Okay, so it's our faith. It's your faith. It's my faith. That's why Jesus, multiple times in the Gospels, he referred, he said, your faith, by your faith, you're made well. By your faith, you've been made whole. By your faith, this happened for you. By your faith. You know as well as I do, Jesus could have said, you know, it's a good thing you showed up today because I was here to help you get this thing done and, and we got her done. He could have just left it at that, but he said, no, it was your faith that did this. You believe. That word faith, pistis, means uh, to believe or a belief in. It means a confidence, an assurance, a reliance, a dependence, a trust. These are all synonyms of this word faith. Because you put confidence in God, you're made whole. Because you believed, amen, you're made well. Because, amen, you relied on God, this thing was manifested on your behalf. Are you with me? One of the testimonies that Matt was talking about, that's part of why we want to let it be known. This boy was believing God. He's pressing in. He's praying. He's reading the word. He's speaking the word. Amen. By his faith, he's getting victory. Amen. And it'll keep happening. You just stay with it. We have others in the house who've been healed of things that the doctor said would not be healed. And we got others right now believing for healing. And you get it the same way anybody else did. We're going to use our faith, believe God, amen, speak the word, do what's right, praise God, press in, and by our faith, we have the means of success to walk in any kind of triumph or victory. Can I hear a big amen? Give God praise in this house. Come on now. All right. Now, verse 5, of course, then goes on, and it says, he, uh, Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, of course, repeats what he said in verse 1. But the bottom line is, you're part of the whatever that's been born of God. Now, the reason this is so important, the reason I'm hammering on this week after week after week, okay, because a lot of times we think we're in faith when we're not. A lot of times we think we're believing, but we're not. Okay, there's all kinds of things that happen, and pretty soon, just because you think you go, uh, you know, you've heard it taught, don't mean you're walking it. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Are you with me? Now, this is why I, I, I kind of addressed this in the beginning, and I've done it, I think, every week that we've been on this. Okay, your pastor loves you, but I ain't going to play patty cake with the devil. And I ain't about to watch you. All right, sink your boat because you're not really believing. And you're not going to go around telling everybody you're believing when you're not. Because I'm going to rat on you. Are you hearing me? Enough's enough. Okay? Because people need to know that if you use your faith, you win. Have I lost you? Because we've only just begun. Are you with me? Okay. We don't play patty cake with the devil. And there's, not, there's no condemnation. Your pastor ain't up here condemning you. Your pastor's not up here beating on you. Your pastor's just going to be straight up with you. Amen. So you get a victory. You should be able to walk up here and say, you know what? I stood on the word of God. I made a confession of faith. Praise God. And I kept believing. And hey, look what God did. Hallelujah. That's what needs to come up. 
And we got a generation, this next generation, that needs to know that when you believe God, things happen. Praise God. Years ago, one of, uh, had a, one of those notable miracles that happened. I was at the time working in the mill, and uh, some uh, was actually uh, the, I worked this machine that was a big shaper, and so it had these massive heads and pieces of wood that you ran through and all that kind of stuff, and making door parts. And, and um, sometimes I had to cut out my own parts, so I'm, I'm using this big overhead, you know, massive uh, bandsaw and cutting wood, and, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm cutting a piece of wood, and, and one of these gals that was down on the floor came and stood on the other side of the, of the bandsaw, and she was crying. And, she, and I said, what, what's going on? And we're talking about the bandsaw's running, right? And I'm right in the middle of cutting a piece of wood. And she says, I just got word. My sister's going to die if she don't raise up. Right now she's in a coma, and they said if she doesn't raise up, she's going to die right there on the hospital bed. It's her twin sister. And I don't remember what it was. She went in for some kind of a, some kind of a uh, you know, deal, and she, her body just, it just somehow shut down. And so her mom quickly called down to the mill and tried to get her sister to come to the hospital or whatever, but she ran over to where I was at and said, you know, she needs to be, she needs to be raised up. I said, well, give me your hands. And I'm, listen, the bandsaw's running. I grabbed her hands. She was on the other side of the bandsaw, and I'm on this side. And we commanded life into her body. Come on, somebody. Amen. Commanded that she would rise up and be made well and whole. And we rebuked the curse. Amen. And I let go of hands and went back to cutting. She ran back to the phone, called her mom. She says, you'll never believe it. She just sat up in the bed. Amen. She's going to be okay. Amen. Now, I believe God wants to do that all the time. Amen. But we're going to have to believe God. I said we're going to have to believe God. It ain't about any one person being above anybody else. It ain't about somebody, you know, is, you know higher than somebody else. That's a bunch of bunk. God wants to use your faith just like he's used my faith, just like he used Matt's faith, just like he used Trudy's faith. Or anybody else that's got a breakthrough. Put up Acts 26, please. You notice I'm a little intense today. My goodness. Acts 26. Are you doing okay or am I scaring you? All right. Now, you want breakthroughs, right? All right. Here's, here's Acts 26 and 18. To open their eyes. Now, this is the word of the Lord to Paul from, you know, it was the Lord that spoke to Paul. This was Paul's commission, okay, at the, on the road to Damascus. This is what something that, that God spoke to him. And this right now he's relaying to uh, King Agrippa, okay, what, uh, so he had an opportunity to stand before the king. And he, so now here's an opportunity to speak what God has told him. So this is what his commission is, and it's actually my favorite verse in the Bible, actually. But he says he's commissioned to open the eyes or their eyes, talking about those that don't, don't know. In other words, we're here to turn the lights on, right? We're here to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive. Everybody say receive. receive. That means to, to seize hold, praise God. It's lambanos, that Greek word. To seize, to lay hold of forgiveness of sins. So if you're in here today, you know Jesus and you still struggle with forgiveness, knock it off. 
Receive your forgiveness. Done. Say, well, you don't know. Don't tell me I don't understand. I know exactly what the devil's trying to do to you. But that's one thing you're going to have to receive today. If you're fighting, uh, you know, with unforgiveness, you think you're struggling, that God for some reason isn't forgiving you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Receive forgiveness of sins. Now, I know most people in here probably don't have that struggle, or most people watching or listening by Internet probably don't have that struggle, but some people do. But it also says receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So he's talking about the promises, all those things that have been spoke or promised to you. Looks like I'm spitting all over myself already. So anyway, so you have promises. You have an inheritance. That word there means portion or lot, those proclaimed and, 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 and promised, okay? So you have a, this is your lot in life. If you're a child of God, you have a lot in life. You have a portion promised to you. All his promises are yes and amen. How many promises? I'm sorry. How many? I'm sorry. I cannot hear you. How many promises? All his promises are yes and amen. But you have to receive them. And it says here, among those who are sanctified by faith. In other words, the same way all those others who receive is the same way you receive. Those who've been sanctified by faith in me. This is Jesus talking, so the me is talking about Jesus. So sanctified by faith. Now, a lot of people see that word and they think, oh, that's a spiritual word, that sanctified word. That's just super spiritual. What's it mean? I don't know, but it's got to be spiritual. It just means set apart. Okay, made different. See, all those that receive, receive through their faith, all our patriarchs of faith, even all those specially listed, like in our uh, Hebrews 11, there are our, our patriarchs of faith hall of famers. Okay, now there's obviously others. We see in Scripture there's others too, but all of them were listed because their faith did something. And don't go getting all over spiritual. Well, you know, it's just God. Now, stop it. We know who the healer is. We know who the deliverer is. We know who the provider is. Don't come and tell me, okay, like I don't know. But know this, that if you ain't releasing faith, you may never see it. Sometimes we're all hoping for the, you know, the, you know, gifts of the Spirit kick in, and then, you know, we're going to get some instantaneous miracle. Now, don't get me wrong. I love them all. I love instantaneous. Don't you love instantaneous? But I found that the majority of them are not instantaneous. The majority of them, it actually takes process of standing, believing, declaring, speaking. Are you still with me? Now, what we've been talking about is this sanctified by faith, what it means to be different. Why did this work for our patriarchs of faith? We found out there are several things. One, they believe different than normal. That sets you apart. When you start believing by faith, most of the world thinks you're a kooky because you actually believe things 
not based on a seen realm. You're pressing into something, believing for something that most of the world says it'll never happen. So you're going to believe, the word says, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. So you're going to have to believe different. That's what sets you apart. You're going to be different. Faith people are different. They believe different. Faith people talk different. The word is clear that your words is what's going to determine some results in our life or mess things up in our life. So we took some time, talked about those things. You're going to talk to him. You're going to talk words of faith. That's why sometimes, well, you know, I just don't like to talk that around people. No, the word says you make your confession known to all people. Well, Pastor, that's just kind of weird. Well, I'm just asking, do you want a breakthrough or not? Do you want a healing or not? Do you want that thing changed or not? Do you want this thing to turn around or not? Do you want that thing to go or not? You can't be shy about that kind of stuff. And I ain't telling you to go out there and stand up in the middle of a restaurant and start screaming things, unless God tells you. But I'm just saying, I'm not telling you, I'm just saying that somewhere along the line, you got to understand your words. Your words also got to line up when you're at home in your bedchambers. It was the words spoke by the children of Israel in their tents that caused them to have to wander in a wilderness for 40 years. Now, I'd just assume not wander around for years. I'd rather get my results and move on. Can I hear a big amen? So that means I'm going to have to guard my words. Anybody believe in the unseen? All right. So you have to understand that your words are powerful. They got up. You, you're, if you're going to be a faith person to make you different, the, the words have got to line up with the book. You can't just say you believe something doctrinally and then not be able to talk it out your mouth. A lot of people, that's where they get hung up. They believe one thing, talk another. Or they say they believe. Are you still with me? Another thing that we found out, amen, that you're going to see things different. Okay, we believe in an unseen realm. The word says we look not to the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. In other words, we're called to somehow or another focus our attention on the unseen, not the seen. Because the seen says everything in the seen realm is subject to change. It all will change. Everything in the seen realm will change. But what happens, see, we go along and we get so focused on the seen realm and nothing shifts and changes because the seen realm is dictating. That's why we walk by faith, not by sight. But see, the only way that's going to work is you're going to have to put your attention more on an unseen realm. No, amen, that God is with you. Know that God is working behind the scenes. Know that no matter how it looks, praise God, my God delivers. My God provides. My God heals, praise God. That's why we call those things that be not as though they are. Because we're more moved by the unseen than we are by the seen. Now, how many know that makes you different? See, some of you are looking at me like, good night, what's wrong with this guy? 
Listen, it, it does. It makes you different. The world's going to look at you and scratch their head until they see breakthroughs and miracles. And all of a sudden, they know who to go to, which is good. It's the way it's made to work. You know, soul winning is not that hard. Just get a few miracles and watch them. Here they come. All of a sudden, now they want a breakthrough. They want healed. They want delivered. Praise God. Now it's no problem pointing them toward Jesus. Is anybody hearing me? Okay. Last week, we focused on actions, the act and reactions. A lot of people have a great first action. See, the word says, faith without your corresponding action, faith without works, is lifeless. It's dead. And that's going to come up again before we're done here. All right? You could talk all day long. But see, if there's no action behind it, it's lifeless. It just sits there with no life. It won't produce. It won't produce. So if it's not producing, don't go around saying, I'm believing when you're not believing. Or saying you're going to, come on, we got to get it working. You know, I kind of got this thing in me. I don't really care if I hurt your feelings. Now, I love you, but somewhere along the line, you know, I just, I don't want to bury you. I don't like, I don't like watching your family be destroyed. I don't like watching your body deteriorate. So there's a part of me that just, this thing rises up and I just get so stinking stirred on the inside to bind that stinking devil and get him out and somehow get you hooked up so you get your breakthrough. Okay. I feel better now. Now, you still love your pastor? There's a few of you wondering. But listen, I'd rather somebody tell me the truth. So... Your actions and your reactions have got to line up, okay? Reactions will hang a lot of folks up because a lot of times faith people have a great initial action. They did something, said something, prayed something, declared something. But what happens now, you know as well as I do, here comes the pressure now. Here comes the enemy trying to steal that which has been sown in your heart, coming after it to see if you're going to stay with it. So now it's the reactions. Are they going to remain in faith? Or are we going to cause our faith to be idle or dead? So, with that said, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Now, I believe you're going to get some answers. I believe you're going to get get some things, praise God, alive. All right? So, verse 24 of chapter 1. It just says, not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, uh, for by faith you stand. Okay, now this is Paul, of course, talking to the Corinthian church. Uh, obviously, he, you know, the first, chat, the first book, he, there were some major rebukes that came. And so now here he is, you know, stepping out again, talking to them, writing a letter to him, talking about my, I'm not here to try to, to over, over, you know, 
you know, overrule you, somehow, you know, take dominion over you. In fact, your pastor's up here saying the same thing. My heart is not to do that, but I'm going to do whatever I can to get your faith engaged so you can get results. And that's what he's saying to them. Okay, so uh, basically, if you kind of look this up, it says, not that we have dominion or rule over your faith, but our fellow workers for you, here we go, to promote your joy, that's what it means, for by your faith, that's what it means, by your faith, you stand. Everybody say stand. stand. Now, I'm going to talk about that here, my remainder of time here. Okay, it's by your faith that you stand. Okay, all right. So this word here, stand, just means a staunch stance, an unwavering, unmoving, steady, steadfast, continued, unshakable. All right, so we're talking about a, a stand here. We're talking about a, a people of God standing by faith. That means they're in a staunch stance, unwavering, unmoving. Am I here? Are you hearing me? Steady. You got to stay with it. All right. Uh, Ephesians 6, put that, put that reference. I'll come back to that other one in just a second. Ephesians 6 says this, Therefore take up the whole armor of God, right, that you may be able to, that you, that you, that you, you take up the whole armor that you may be able to withstand, that word there means resist, okay, in the evil day. And having done all to stand. In other words, pastor, 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 I've been doing this, I've been doing this, I've been doing this, and great, you're being scriptural. Well, what do I do now? Having done all to stand, what do you do? Verse 14, stand therefore, having gird your waist with truth, put on the breastplate, and goes on putting, talking about the armor. The point is this. Okay, you've done everything you know to do. What do you do now? You keep doing it. You don't waver. Remember it was through, it said, imitate those who, who, who through their faith and patience or continued or consistent faith, it means, they inherited their promises. Man, we all love instantaneous miracles. We all love them. Even that dumb little dead bird. Laying there. Prayed over it, and it's still. And I'm standing there. I think I got a special anointing. I'm a bird whisperer. Come around, I'll, I'll have you pray over it, and you all die. And uh, now I just went back to studying, and like, like you said, you know, about two and a half hours later, look back and. It's gone, you know, and I thought, well, that's weird. I, my first thought was some animal came and took it, and, but I looked back a few minutes later and looked, and that little bird's just sitting in the dirt looking at me, and I thought, wow, I mean, it's it dead, laying on its side dead, and, you know, my point is this, okay, sometimes you don't know, sometimes you don't know how, you know, you, you may think it's completely over with, it's all done. No, you don't know that. Well, you just don't understand, Pastor. They told me this. You don't know what God can do. You never give up. You stay locked on. And if you're going to go to heaven, go in faith. Not in doubt and unbelief. Are you with me? Stay in faith. He said, when I return, am I going to find a people of faith? Well, I say he will. 
And if anywhere, if he has to stop in, in Redmond, Oregon, and hang out in Central Oregon in the end, because these are the only people that are going to stand in faith, then so be it. Well, you know it's not accurate. I mean, there's all kinds. There's people everywhere standing in faith. But I'm going to at least be numbered with that group. Are you with me? All right. Hallelujah. Back to that uh, 2 Corinthians 1.24. But this time put, uh, put up the, um, I believe it's the Passion Translation. I can't remember. I thought I had that in my notes, but I didn't. So the Passion Translation. Did I give you that? Maybe I didn't, huh? I thought I did. Uh, why is it not here? I thought I put it down. Okay. Oh, well. No, forget it. I, there it is. Okay. 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 We are. Okay. But I, do, I don't want to imply that as leaders to coerce you or somehow want to rule over your faith. Instead, we are your partners who are called to increase your joy. And we know that you already stand firm because of your strong Faith. Now, somebody take hold of that and say, that's right. I'm, I'm standing firm because of my strong faith. Amen. I'm standing firm because of my strong faith. I'm standing firm because I got the faith to do it. All right? Now, hallelujah. Acts 20 and 24. Paul said this, okay, even though he knew he, he knew he had a word from God where he had to go. He had to go to Jerusalem, and he knew it wasn't going to be fun. He knew he had, uh, you know, an uphill climb. He knew there were going to be things that were going to happen. But he said, none of these things move me. It's a staunch stance. Pastor, I got all this going on. None of these things move me. Well, you know, I prayed and none of these things move me. See, sometimes the reason that we don't see the results is because we allow how we're feeling, how it looks, what somebody said, and it knocks you off your faith. None of these things move me. He even had time when somebody come up, even they even prophesied and said, this is what's going to happen to you if you go here and you go do this. And he said, oh, well, that's what I'm called to do. It's a word of the Lord to me. And as a, because that's the word to me, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go turn on the lights. Come on, somebody. I'm going to get them out of the grip of the enemy, give them into the hands of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to make sure they walk in their forgiveness and walk in their inheritance because that's the word of the Lord to me. I shall not be moved. Nor do I count my life dear to myself. And sometimes that's the problem. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony, and loving not our lives, even unto death. So, well, Pastor, that doesn't even sound edifying. That doesn't even sound good. No, it just says, listen, you just, you can't let, you know, if you're so fearful, you don't, you don't press through. Sometimes we don't see the breakthrough in the miracles because we're too fearful. We don't press through it. Don't let the enemy talk you down. Don't let him talk you, uh, you know, off your faith. I'm going to finish my race with joy and the ministry that I receive from the Lord. Praise God. Can I hear a big amen? amen? Now, with that said, Luke 17. Luke 17. Hallelujah. 
Luke 17. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. One translation says, give us more faith. Now, in context, he was talking about walking in forgiveness. <laughs> he said, even if, you know, 70 times 7, he said, you know, you got to learn how to forgive. And they were like, whoa, uh, I think I might need a little more faith to do that, <laughs> you know. And so they're asking, they're saying, increase our faith. Give us more faith. In fact, I think the passion in this one, I think I did have this one wrote down. Uh, the passion on this one said, Lord, you must increase our measure of faith. But Jesus responded, he says, if you have even the smallest measure of faith, it would, be, it would be powerful enough to say to this large tree, in fact, I can't remember, was it a uh, mulberry tree or something, I think it says in the New King James, which is really, I think it's just talking about this uh, nuisance tree, kind of like some of your, your berry, uh, like blackberry, a lot of them things, they get them shoots and a lot of suckers that come up and all that. And so he's saying, you could say to this tree, right? This one says a large tree, I guess. But it says, you can say to this tree, amen, to what? To be plucked up and pulled, right? That's what it's talking about in the New King James. But it says, my faith will pull you up by the roots. This is the passion again. Pull you up by the roots and throw you into the sea, and it will respond to your faith and obey you. Okay, now back to the New King James. Probably should have read all this first. He said, increase our faith. Verse 6, if you have faith as a mustard seed. If you have faith as a... See, they're talking about you, we need more faith. We just need more faith. Well, he's trying to say, no, you got enough faith to get it done. Now, there's nothing wrong. We want... You know, we, we, the word, you hear the word. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word, you keep hearing it. Faith comes. But the thing he's trying to say is, listen, you're, you're thinking that the only reason you're not getting results is because you need more faith. You need more faith. No, he says, use the faith you got. So he says, if you would even have as, as much faith as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and it'd be planted uh, in the sea and it, would, and it would obey you. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, now, he's, he hasn't changed the subject, but it seems like all of a sudden he shifted gears, but he hasn't changed the subject. Which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him uh, when he has come in from the field, I'm talking about a servant here, come at once and sit down and eat, but will he not rather say to the servant, right, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me uh, till I have eaten and drunk and afterward then, then you could go eat and drink. He's talking to the servant. Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. Now, this is words of Jesus. So likewise, you, when you have done all these things or those things which you are commanded, uh, say we are unprofitable servants, we have done what was our duty to do? That makes sense, right? I mean, this is what, you know, for this, for, you know, even this unreal, I mean, we're just, this is what we're called to do, right? But he, remember, he's not, he didn't change the subject. He was talking about your faith. He's talking about your faith. He says it's your faith. See, your faith is called to do something. Your faith is supposed to work for you. And if you had just a mustard seed of faith, See, it will get the job done. The problem is we don't work the faith we have. So we say, you know, come on in, sit down, uh, you know, take a load off, whatever. He said, no, 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 let your faith do what it's called to do. See, faith without some kind of corresponding action, it's lifeless. So we're telling it, come in, be lifeless. Come in, 
just lay down. It's okay. God will take care of it. And he said, no, 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 no. Let your faith work for you. Are you with me? I'll tell you what, go, go to Matthew, uh, Matthew 7. Let's try this. Matthew 7. Let's look at something here. <clears throat> Am I boring you? Matthew 7. I want to show you something here. Okay. <clears throat> so he's talking about putting your faith to work. And it works. See, everything we've been talking about is about working your faith. Okay? How you talk, how you think, how you believe how you act. See, what you're doing is you're, you're allowing your faith to serve you. Okay? Your faith will get the job done. You got even a mustard seed of faith can literally move mountains. One of the, one of the uh, uh, parts of the gospel bring out. Literally can move mountains. Okay? Those things that tower over those, you get those creative miracles, those things that need to happen, things that need to, just a mustard seed of faith will get the job done. But we got to work it. Okay, Matthew 7, verse uh, like 21, I think, or something. Let's see here. Yeah, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? In other words, you know, moving in the gifts. Have we not cast out demons? In other words, resisted, right? Have we not, what, done many wonders, miracles, signs? Have we not, have we not, have we not done? Then he said, then I will declare to them, in in other words, the one talking, I never knew you. What? Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. And that word just literally just means to exercise not doing what you've been asked to do. That's all it means. To practice lawlessness means to keep doing what you know you shouldn't do. Or to not do what you've been asked to do. Okay? So he makes it real clear. He says, you know, somebody's talking to him, said, have we not, have we, Lord, have we not believed? Lord, have we not prayed? Lord, have we not, uh, you know, know, declared things? Have we not, uh, we go on and on. Lord, have we not? He said, whoa, 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 I never knew you. Now, all that means was I was never aware of you. That's what it means. I was not aware of you. Well, I I was in that church. Well, I wasn't aware of you. I was in that prayer meeting, but I wasn't aware of you. I, I was... I was, you know, part of that group that did, but I, I wasn't aware of you. Well, I was, I was believing, but I, you, I wasn't aware of you. What he's saying is this. He said, you weren't active and you weren't involved. Listen, I know this to be for a fact, and there's no condemnation, but you just have to know it. Okay, we have prayer means that nobody, that people sometimes don't pray. It's like, what are you in here for? Pray. Well, I just like to be in the, but you can't walk out and say, I've been praying when you haven't been praying. Pastor, you're so mean. No, I'm not. We go on Buffalo saying, well, you know, I, I go to the prayer meeting. I, I make the declaration. I go to the services. I, I do this. I've done that. I was involved in this. I was involved. And, and then pretty soon he just says, well, well, you know, you were maybe there in, in body, but I just wasn't really aware of you. And that's a kick in the shins. Because then it goes on talking about the difference between the wise and the foolish, right? 
The wise, what makes it, the only thing that makes the difference, it said, in that text between the wise and the foolish is the wise do what God leads them to do. The foolish do not. So that's why he said, you who practice lawlessness. In other words, you practice just never doing what I asked you to do. And you say, well, I belong to the right church. I go to Word of Victory. You know, there's a street up there that's called Victory Lane. And I'm hoping you're all going to be there. Okay. I thought I'd get a little more response than that. But anyway, maybe you want to live on a different street. I don't know. But the point is this, okay? The point is this. He, he's saying, listen, I, I, you know, you, you belong to the right church. You saw all those things. I mean, we, we literally have worship service here that, that, you, that people don't worship. Like, what? Well, I just, I just don't want to worship. I just want to sit here. Okay. And I still don't understand. Why. I don't get nothing out of this. Because you don't enter in. I, I went to the prayer meeting. I just didn't get nothing out of it. Well, you don't pray. Well, you know, I, I was believing God, but, I, you know, I just, I just don't see nothing happening. Because you're probably not really believing you're more moved by how it looks. You're more moved by what somebody said. You're more moved by the evil report. Pastor, you're just so mean to us today, Pastor. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to slap some sense into you. See, it's your faith that can get, you have enough faith to get the job done. You have enough faith to turn that thing around. I'm not saying stop with the amount you got. You got to keep hearing and hearing and hearing. But the point is this. He says, listen, you could do so much with just a little bit of faith. As long as it's not, you know, mixed with unbelief, mixed with doubt, mixed with, you know, negative words. Come on. Mixed with, you know, uh, wrong focus, mixed with all the things, mixed with wrong actions. See, you could talk all day that you're believing, and if your actions say different, you're just, you're just spitting in the wind. Well, Pastor, you, you, you just don't understand. Listen, don't tell me I don't understand. It ain't up to me. I'm not the healer. I'm not the deliverer. I'm not the provider. I'm just the guy trying to tell you how to get it. And he just says, he says, there are certain things that work. That's what sets you apart. That's why you're different. That's why Abraham got what he did. And Abraham didn't even do everything right. But when he did, it worketh. Joshua didn't do everything right. But when he did it, it worked. David did some screwy things. But when he was in faith, it worked. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego experience things that blows the mind. But yet, their faith, they were recognized for their faith. Because in the midst of it, they believed. In the midst of it, they, amen, they, they uh, you know, relied on God. That's one of those words. They trusted in God, even though... There's a fiery furnace or a den of lions. 
Anybody hearing me? Remember? Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It's all Charlton Heston, right? <laughs> of course, they didn't show the rest of the story. The word says he turned away from the people toward God, and God said, what are you whining for? Read the book. Why are you crying? Literally means, what are you whining for? He said, I know why Charlton Heston wouldn't do that part. I don't whine. But Moses turned, and probably what happened was, right? Come on. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He turned and still the sea is still the sea. And he's like, uh, excuse me. Um, this don't look good. I can hear the chariots coming from over the hill. Come on, God said, what are you whining for? Lift up your hands. Oh, what? You got enough to get her done, bud. You got enough to get her done. Did this. What happened? It parts. Looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. You got enough faith to get her done. If just lifting the hands is enough to part the seas, whatever God asks you to do is enough to get her done. I said it's enough to get her done. And if God's talking about your words, then get your words right. It's enough to get it done. If God's talking about how you're believing, then get it right. Amen. It's enough to get her done. Listen, I don't, I don't want anybody, you know, when, when you read that text there in, in Matthew, you know, it, you know, I never knew you. We, we instantly go to, you know, they must not got into heaven. No, it says, talking about the kingdom of God, which is the rule or the reign or the realm of God. In other words, if you want the move of God in your life, there's certain things you're going to have to do. If you want to enter in and experience the benefits of that realm. That's what he's talking about, that kingdom. You're not saying you didn't go to heaven. It just says that you're not going to experience certain things because you're, you're, you're not involved. You're not connected. You're not doing the things that we're asked of you to do. So your pastor, by a word of the Lord, standing before you, giving you a series on faith because he said to do it, and to walk you through things, even though at the risk you may not like me no more. A little insecurity came out. You see, notice that just a little bit. But the point is this, okay, I want to see you make it. I, we, no more of this, you know, saying we're in faith when we're not. No more saying we're, we're doing it right when we're not. No more saying we're talking it right when we're not. Because even when you go home and you boo-hoo about it, you're doing nothing different than what the children of Israel did. And there they are, even though they had a promised land, they didn't experience it. At least that generation didn't. That's why when Joshua, when it was time, they're walking around the walls of Jericho, he told them, he told them. God didn't tell them. He told them, you're all going to shut up. Nobody's talking until we're done with this thing. Nobody's talking. Boy, there have been some times I wanted to give that word. Because sometimes that's the thing. We, we feel it, so we talk it, and then pretty soon we hang ourselves. Ah, uh, God, God don't, that, that, ah, God, 
Uh, ah, God's mercy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? The devil. The devil is a legalist. But God set up certain principles. That's how it works. So to just say, well, that, must, that doesn't matter to me. No, now what you're doing is you're practicing lawlessness. Because it does matter. So when somebody says, hey, let's not talk that way. Oh, just leave me alone. Stop talking that way. Well, you just don't understand. Stop thinking that way. Stop acting that way. Okay? Now, I didn't give you all a license to go around and correct everybody. But I am telling you, when, you, when sometimes when something is spoke to you and says, you know what, it's time to adjust that, just do it. Repent. Stop. Turn. Go the other way. Make it work. Why? Because your faith needs to be engaged doing what needs to be done. Can I hear a big amen? amen. All right. Now, did you get something? Yes, sir. All right. Why don't you all stand up? Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.